What's up, guys? We are back. You're High Street Freaks. I am here with Brian. Um, you know, it is... We should be in hell because this is after a Michigan national title. This is our first pod in the Michigan has won a national title era of the podcast. Um, but I think, like, the way that things have gone for Ohio State, I am, you know, hanging in there. So... It, it, if yeah, Ohio plus State, that's ancient history, dude. Monday is a long right. time ago. Yeah, it's <laughs> long gone. That was last week. So uh, this week, this week, Ohio State is uh, favored in the game. The the latest line is Ohio State minus four and a half, I believe. So you can bet that's on the Bucks. Insane. Minus yeah. four and a half right now. So uh, yeah, man, we are um, back. We're feeling. You're in New York. Is it cold in New York? I assume it's cold as hell in New York. Yeah, well, I've actually been kind of cooped up inside. I'm feeling a little bit sick, so apologies to anybody who hears me on this pod if I sound sniffly. Uh, yeah. But it is, like, just below freezing in New York. It is um, cold as shit in Columbus. It is, like, yeah. I, I think it was, like, 2 this when I, this morning when I woke up. God damn. I went, I went on a run today, and I don't know if you've ever worked in, like, a job where there's, like, a freezer in the back, but, like, those yeah. freezers are super damn cold, and you walk in and you take a big breath and you can feel, like, your nose freeze up on the inside. That's yeah, how I was feeling when I was running today. So, um, God. and the, like when I <laughs> when I was in college, in the early iteration of like dab pens started coming out, like weed dab pens. Uh-huh. I was uh, still wait. I, I worked like three jobs in college. One of them was waiting tables. I would go back into the walk-in freezer with my coworker who got me the job. She was a classmate of mine, and uh, we would just go hit the dab pen in the freezer, and you could like almost feel the the, yeah. the vape was colder. <laughs> I love that. I love that. But um, <laughs> yeah, we're, but we're, the, uh, go ahead, yeah. We're, we're doing something a little different with this pod and all of our off season pods, at least we'll, we'll reevaluate when we get to the, uh, the regular season, which is uh, unfortunately a long time away, but um, we have been splitting our pods during the off season and we do a one week was a free pod. One week was a premium pod. The problem is that one, for you freeloaders that took a long time for you to get to, you know, the goods that you want. Um, the other thing is that it got, they gave the premium people a long time to get premium content. And it was just, it was, it was a vicious cycle. So we're going to be a little more organized. We are going to split the pods. Um, we're going to do half of this pod is free. You probably won't get shorted too much. It might be a little shorter than usual, just a standard off season pod though. Um, yep. Half the podcast is free, and at the same time, I am going to publish our premium edition of the podcast to the site. The idea is to listen to the premium after the free, but if you do it flipped, I, I mean, it's, I don't know, that's just, chronologically, that's how we're going to be recording it, so maybe we'll, we'll have like a callback or something to that that you won't get if you don't listen to the free one first, but. Yeah, so this gives you the opportunity to basically... You know, if you're a premium subscriber, listen to the first half. will flow uh, seamlessly into the second half. I'm sure there will be no problems at all as we start doing this. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at no, all. It'll be great. Uh, the, the, the other idea, if you are a premium subscriber, like straight up, there were times when we just did not have premium information on the premium podcast. Like it was just like a free podcast that we decided to make premium. That's not going to happen anymore. Um, it will be a decidedly different and premium experience with us, whether it's yes. whether it's premium inside information, um, whether we're a little more candid and a little more unhinged than usual, whether we talk yeah. about our personal lives a little bit more, um, it's going to be premium. 
And yeah. more than that, you're inside the walls. Yeah. Yeah. And more than you're that, the a, there's a thread. If you're a, you're a subscriber, there's a thread in the, in the forum. Um, you can go look at it. I believe it's like high street freaks, questions, comments, suggestions. I don't know. I don't remember what I labeled it, but we will check that weekly. And this is your podcast. You can come and um, ask us questions, suggest topics for us to write about. Actually, one of our topics this week is coming from there. Um, we'll, we'll get to that when we get into the premium, but all that to say, if you want the goods, subscribe to the site and you can have both halves of the podcast. And that's the way we're going to be doing things, at least through the off season. And we'll be sure to remind you every week that like, this is not the end of the podcast. This is just the end of the first half of the podcast, but um, there will be a premium segment of the podcast and we'll, we'll see how this works. Maybe it sucks and maybe we'll go back to the old way, but um, that's what we're trying. Oh yeah. All right. So let's start off here. Uh, you and I did like a big ass long podcast just a few days ago, and it's already we have so much more information to cover. Yeah. Um, the headline being everybody is back. Yeah, everybody, but except Marv, what an asshole! Just except like Marv not, and Michael not Hall, running it yeah. back. Yeah, <laughs> Marv, Marv, Marv makes sense, but Michael Hall is like it. It's the it's the Will Smith in the room, like he's going to the draft with just like nobody with him. So yeah, um, and I guess also uh, Tommy and Steele and. Maybe probably Cade Stover. probably Cade Stover. That's a weird situation. Yeah, I feel like nobody actually expects Cade Stover to be back. Does Cade Stover? Does anybody know that Cade Stover has remaining eligibility? Like, is that he does? Like, yes. No, no, yes, no. I mean, does. I mean, I mean, oh, I know, yeah. I know that he does. You know that he does. <laughs> does anybody else know that he does? Like, is, is yeah. that been a conversation? Uh, apparently, I don't know. I, I had a, a friend of the show reach out via the DMs today, who apparently grew up in the same hometown, and said, "It is just, I mean." I'm uh I'm just giving away premium information here, whatever. Just actually gossip, but that his dad was already pissed off that he didn't go to the NFL last year because he wants him to get his career kind of underway, so he's back at the farm sooner. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how true that is or not, but it's a funny. That's very that funny. That it's worth that, that checks in. out. That checks out with yeah. everything we know about Kate Stover. Yeah, exactly. But uh, no, I don't know. I mean, I think. Uh, I, I think Kate is gone. I expect him to be gone. No one's entertaining the idea that he's back, but it's just like we're one day away from the deadline and he hasn't well, submitted paperwork or made an announcement. It would yeah. be it would be very um who was it? The Alabama transfer, uh what was his name? The um Horner. Kendall Sheffield. It would be very oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like like Kendall Sheffield just didn't declare anything. Like that's like it was perfect for him. Like it that would be kind of a Cade Stover move. I remember Kendall Sheffield did not actually declare for the draft at any point. He made no public announcement that he was declaring for the draft. He just filled out the paperwork and was on the list that the NFL sent out. <laughs> and so that's how that's how everybody knew that he declared for the draft was just that he just sent in the paperwork to the NFL and the NFL made his draft declaration for him. So yeah, I'm I'm sure that'll be what happens with Cade too. Yeah. It seems like he's not doing anything, but I mean, who knows? Maybe. But anyway, regardless, everyone else is back. We heard this week, and and we had kind of teased it on the board previously on midfield.com, our website, uh, that we thought JT was coming back. We thought mm-hmm. Trey. We, it was a little more unclear. I don't think we had. I don't think anyone really had a good read on Trey until the final moments. Uh, but JT, we knew was coming back, and a few others too. It's it's been. I mean, basically the entire team. This whole core is back and it's being added to as well. Yeah. Um, I think I, I think projected it where like 17 of the 22 starting spots are going to be filled by either, either returning guys or portal players who were uh, entrenched starters at their previous school. Yeah. Wild. I think, I think the thing with Trey was like, there has been vibes and like quote unquote reports that he was going to be coming back for like a long time. 
I think my thing was I just like simply refused to believe it because it makes no sense that he's coming back. I think we've gone over this several times. Like, absolutely no sense. I'm glad to have him. Like, thanks for coming, man. But like, no sense. You yeah. look at the, the weak running back class. You look at his injury, injury history. history yeah. Just positional no, value overall. Yeah. 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 And and the, uh, the diminishing value of running backs, like the younger the running back, the better. And he's just like going to go play for not free. He's not going to be playing for free, but I tell you, it's not the $11 million offer that he was, uh, that the, the message boards were swirling around with like earlier this, like a couple months ago or whatever. Like, yeah, it, I, I guess I, I the argument, the argument, I don't get it either. It mitigates the bizarre decision by having Quinshaw Judkins join him for sure. Uh, which, cause there's gonna be less trend on the tires. Yeah. Um, which I I'd argue that that might've been a reason why Quinshawn Judkins was so keen on Ohio state too. Like, I think it probably worked for both of them because I mean, that's another guy that's like, look, I don't want to be a number one running back and take all of these hits all year. Like let's just do a pure one, a one B situation, split these hits, split these carries yeah. and sorry just... downhead again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got to be gone. Right. Like not, not a chance that he's back. It's hard to imagine. It's hard yeah. to imagine for me. Yeah. Uh, I become obsessed. There's a, you know, Kevin, you know, there's another team in the Buckeyes since the, in the, uh, in the great USA, uh, the Gilmer high school Buckeyes in Texas. Wow. Uh, and they have a running back who I should know off the top of my head. Uh, his name is Will Henderson. Uh, I have been pounding the table on our board for him to get a PWO offer, not just because he's already a Buckeye. Uh, this kid ran for like 3,000 yards at nine yards a carry and won a state championship and also ran a 10, 800 meter dash. Uh, and he only okay. has FCS offers. And I'm like, why would we not give him an NIL, some NIL cash to be a PWO? Yeah. Because um, we could use an extra running back if Dalton Hayden leaves. Yeah. You know, I, I'd be into that. You should, uh, I, we know that we're in the walls. I'm sure Ryan Day is listening to this podcast. Uh, yeah. He's done every, he's done everything else we've suggested. So, um, pretty much, dude. We honestly, that should be an episode. Is we should review that list you and I put out of like our demanded changes and see how many yeah. they actually hit because it's getting pretty high. It's, it's astoundingly high, astoundingly high. I just, yeah. I wish that we would have done specifics like instead of like get an offensive coordinator, like, this one <laughs> we'll talk about that on the premium yeah we yeah are. um well cool so yeah i mean of these guys coming back i guess uh who to you is the biggest impact or who are you most excited to see coming back uh that's tough i guess like i i'd probably say tyleek weirdly um, yeah, that, that, that's kind of that. a dark horse one. And I don't, I don't think he's going to get like a lot. He's not like the, he's not a sexy name of like somebody who's coming back, but I think like just in terms of replacement, like the, the guy, the next man up behind him, the next men up behind him are just like the rest of the defensive tackles. They exist. And I, I believe that they're going to be pretty good. Like, you know, I, I love Hirokanu. Um, but I just like, I think what he what he brings is like an anchor of the interior on the line is so big for um this team in general. I I just like all of the other positions specifically on the defense um the the replacement value I just I don't think it would have changed that much if like one of them didn't declare. So like you've got Denzel Burke um and uh and Jordan Hancock are both coming back but like I like Jermaine Matthews a lot too. Davis and Nick Benoson's there too. Like those would have been a fine one-two combo. 
Um, I, I guess the other argument that is probably going to be your pick is Lathan Ransom, because like I don't think there's a lot of options at safety behind him either. So that's a good pick as well. Um, but like on the defensive line, like if one of Jack Sawyer came back, one of Jack Sawyer or JT to to him Lyle, I think they're fine at the top. I don't love the, yeah, they would just be tough on depth. The, the yeah. depth wouldn't be great, but like I, I really I think Tyleek is a very good player. Um, I think at times he was Ohio State's best defensive lineman this past year. And I think that another year of him just being like the anchor in the middle is going to be huge. And yeah. more, it's a little more understated. Like I know it, the the correct answer is probably Ransom. I just want to give Tyleek his due because I think that that's a huge comeback. I, I think Ransom and Tyleek were the two in my head. But the third one that I think probably won't get enough juice because it's just like we always pos- assume this position group is going to be great yeah. now is Ameka Buka wide receiver. For sure. Because if he doesn't come back, that is a bunch of kids in that room. Mm-hmm. Um it is like just all new faces, basically. The old, the most experienced player would be Jaden Ballard, who has not really played a major factor in any game yeah. in his career. Um, so I think having having him back, and also by the way, uh, Bryson Rogers left the portal and came back to Ohio State. Yeah, that's uh, weird. Kind of kind of interesting. I guess the market wasn't as warm as he hoped for, but yeah, with I mean losing Jeremiah McClellan late, and um, you know kind of having Julian Fleming and some other guys transfer out, Noah Rogers. The room got pretty thin pretty fast, so having a Mecca come back to be the leader of that room is pretty huge. Um, so uh, I'll take that one. Yeah, I mean that was a guy yeah, that easy, yeah. that was a guy that before the season started, he was pretty unanimously considered the second best receiver in the country. Like it was Marvin Harrison Jr. and then a Mecca Ibuka. Like he was a first round pick before the season started. I think uh, Kyle McCord might have stolen that title from him. Um, so that's probably why he's back for another season. But like this is a guy that is has been widely considered legitimately incredible so um yeah i mean it's it that is that is a huge pickup um like you said i think everybody just kind of assumes that ohio state's receivers are going to be fine but to have a veteran guy in that room when you've got i mean they're probably going to be starting a a true freshman in jeremiah smith next year like it is good to have some veteran players on that we were talking about that even with like we wanted Julian Fleming back for that reason too. Obviously he's going to go for greener pastures at Penn state, probably be like the target receiver. And I completely get that. Like I'd rather do that and get all of the targets or like have a chance to be like a number one receiver than, um, you know, have to deal with Brandon Innes, Carnell Tate and Jeremiah Smith essentially passing you on the depth chart while you're used as a blocker again. Like I, I get it for his NFL prospects. It makes complete sense. I still love Julian Fleming, but yeah, in terms of just getting a veteran back, Emeka Abuka was huge for that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, couldn't agree more. Uh, I, I guess, like, the, the other thing, I mean, look, all these guys came back as a huge benefit. Just, like, the overall measure of having all these extra experienced players back in the room, I think, is, like, really tough to quantify. I mean, Ohio State has, God, I think it's, like, um, I'm doing the math really quick in my head here. I think they have like 18 or 19 seniors for next season, uh, which is far more than they had this past year. They only had four guys losing eligibility after the season. They Mm -hmm. now have uh, 19 if they all play. Um, It's a big jump in experience. It's huge to retain all these guys at the talent level. It is pretty clearly an all-in push. Like it is just, it's like a, if we're not doing it this year, when are we doing it kind of season? Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, why you're seeing some drastic overhauls, which, it, first of all, it fucking sucks that it took Michigan to win a national championship <laughs> for them to take football seriously. Yeah. It really pisses me off that it took this long to get there. 
but it's better late than never. It's still it's still yeah. nice to see them be serious and make the changes and make like the retention stuff and, and the player acquisitions that we've you know bitched about for a couple of years now. Take it seriously. It's good. Yeah. No, it, it is. It is. And I think like sincerely, they have done almost like pretty much as as much as I could have reasonably asked them to do this offseason in terms of changes. I maybe the other one is Fire McMurati. That's like the the last switch or whatever. Yeah. But, um yeah. I, the, every like I don't know. It is it is um in terms of like roster. I don't I, I so I, I see this argument from specifically the Michigan side that was ta- basically diminishing all of the guys that are coming back for Ohio State and saying like, well, none of these guys were like great anyway. Specifically, who I'm calling out is our good friend Dan, who posted that um, bef- before all of these announcements came back. And I think like largely the Michigan faithful called him out and saying like that, that this is complete bullshit. Like a lot of these guys are really good. I think that like completely negates the fact that like these are still developing football players and the gap in a lot of cases between a guy in his third year and the guy, a guy in his fourth year is sometimes very substantial. So I would not like, like in terms of, in, in terms of some guys who just like maybe are like very good, but not like elite or great. Like the difference between a guy who could leave after three seasons to go to the NFL and instead is coming for, to play a fourth season as a true or as a senior, like that in a lot of cases can be radically, radically different. And you've seen that with a lot of Michigan players, especially like Aiden Hutchinson, like the, I guess he was injured in 2020, 2019, like his production was nothing before his senior season where he was the number two overall pick and um, a Heisman trophy contender. Like, I'm not saying that every guy's going to have that sort of leap, but to just say that like, Oh, these guys haven't been awesome this far. Like haven't been elite game breaking playmakers this far like means that they're completely useless coming back. Yeah. And, and we could also offer a mea culpa here because like, I think our analysis of Ohio state's ability to beat Michigan this year was wrong because we undervalued the development of Michigan players hundred percent as they got on their career. And it's, that's, I mean, like, and, and there is a fair argument to be made of like how often has Ohio state like actually maximized their roster talent lately. Uh, and like how, how much are these guys developing? Like how much did a Zach Harrison get better throughout his career? Mm-hmm. At some positions, I am concerned about that, especially D line, but regardless I'll take my odds. You know what I mean? Like, like I would much rather have these guys than try to develop another set of guys down the road. Uh, yeah, I, I think 100%. You, I do expect leaps at several positions. Um, not as good as they could be because they still employ McMurati and refuse to change that. But, but it's still the experience, the talent, the depth is way better than if, than if they had any alternative, which is letting these guys walk. Because frankly, too, if they like, I was talking about it on our board. And I think I talked about it with you as well over text messages. That there was a point where I was looking at Ohio State's roster and thinking there's no way they were going to get to 85. They weren't even going to use all 85 scholarships mm-hmm. this year because of how few players they had returning. I'm now less concerned about that because every single person came back, yeah. uh, basically. Then they're going to be fine. But like, there was also a point where these guys didn't come back just from a depth and roster perspective, they were going to be thin. They're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a very, very big deal. I mean, it makes them depending on the OC hire, like favorites or co-favorites for the national title for next season already. Yeah. Despite I mean, how they, is, there's there's some holes to be filled, which we're going to talk about, but right. It yeah. is, it is, it is national title or bust, like with this roster. Like it is. And I think like the 
we're, we can still talk. We're going to talk about holes in just a second. I think like the only thing that gives me pause is the quarterback situation because I, you know, I, I am still optimistic about Will Howard, but like that is the question mark in my mind so far. But outside to of me, that, it's the like, line. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's totally fair. But those are not a good combination of things to to be no, bad. It's not. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that in just a second. But like, largely, just the way that they were able to just, I don't know. I I appreciate the the emphasis, um, on on the way that they assembled the roster too, because you said like not letting guys walk. The reality is that they kind of also did let guys walk too. They just let the they they made correct roster decisions and made the bad let the bad guys walk, because. Yeah. I mean, I think Tommy Eichenberg was gone regardless. I'm not convinced that Steel Cham- I, I I bet Steel Chambers was um waved at a little bit. You know, I I I have no inside information there, but I I bet that's the sort of thing where they weren't gonna like bend over backwards to try to keep him if he wants to go to the NFL, like that sort of situation. Um yeah, Kyle McCord, fair. obviously that was the exact same situation too, uh, where they were not gonna pony up to keep him by any means at all. So like they did actually let like that. I think that's kind of what I'm most impressed about is like they didn't just try to run it back with exactly the same thing. Like they did kind of seem to address some problems and get the guys out that needed to go out because you're talking about um, you said what 17 out of 22 are, you know, um, either replaced by a, a yeah, or 17 or 22 are either going to be full-time returning starters or guys or who have started starters at their previous stops who are now and transitioned to Ohio state. One yeah. of those would be Mike linebacker, right? Or is it both linebackers? Uh, well, I'm not counting Cody Simon in that count, despite him having already started a season previously, actually, because he didn't start last year. So if you include okay. him, that's 18, but okay, uh, so it's both linebacker positions. Like, so yeah, linebacker so, positions are new. And like, that's what I'm saying. Uh, like, no, no, no. Cause Sonny would count because he started safety. Okay. Okay. That's he, he's, you're, you're we're s- assuming he's moving to linebacker. Okay. There is enough buzz I've heard around this from within the building and from people who are close to the program that I am counting as a done deal. Cool. Neat. But all that to say, they have actually, um, seem to be getting rid of the bad players and doing the correct moves. I'm, I don't know all that. I'm I'm just trying to say I am happy with the way that they have managed their roster. And I think that this is maybe the first off season where I can a hundred percent say that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, it, it's in a much healthier place than it was, you know, at the end of the cotton bowl. I, I think there's a couple of guys I maybe could have, I would have preferred to keep. I, I would say Julian Fleming would have been nice to have around like as a veteran yeah. presence or, um, I mean, obviously, my call goes without saying. There's a couple guys here and there you'd like to have, but I, I think, by and large, this is a this is a very very strong group. The starting twenty two is fantastic. Uh, I think, you know, I've been harping on this for a long time, but like the depth concerns coming in twenty twenty five and beyond because of the small classes they've signed are real, but we can worry about that for next season and beyond. Yeah, uh, for this year. It's a national title push. They have the goods. Uh, they're too deep, a couple positions, but uh, we're, we're going to see what happens here. I'm sure there's more left to play out, but and there's going to be more holes fixed. So let's talk about that here. Uh, looking at the roster, it feels to me like the biggest question points that they, or biggest holes they could address, because I know we talked about quarterback as a concern, which is, I'm with you on that. However, we also know that one's settled, right? They're not going to add a new quarterback. Um, right. What we're looking at is, 
the offensive line. I think safety, uh, uh, the deep adjuster position, uh, and then possibly an upgrade. I, I think they might get either like a depth piece or a rotational guy at like defensive tackle or linebacker. But I think everywhere else is done, right? Running back's done. Tight end presumably is done unless they bring in a second guy uh, yeah. out of the portal, um, which I don't think would happen. They're not going after any of the receivers that have been out there, and there are some very good ones. So I think they're pretty happy at receiver. Yeah. Um, it seems like it's just going to be like specifically right tackle, deep safety, and maybe a depth piece, a defensive tackle or linebacker. Uh, and they're done after that. So tackle, there's still a few guys out there. I'm keeping my eyes on. Um, there's a couple, there's a, a trio of players uh, from the Ivy League uh, that I like quite a bit, uh, having a chance to watch some of their tape, check some of the grades, uh, or sorry, not all Ivy League, three FCS players, Luke Newman of Holy Cross, Micah Sahaki of Cornell, and Jalen Travis of Princeton. Then you also have Percy Lewis at Mississippi State and Donnell Wilson of South Carolina. There is a five-star kid from LSU in the portal, uh, Zaylin Hurd, who is a five-star in the 2023 class, but there are some off-field questions there that it seems like they're not going to go after him. Whether it's this group or someone else at the end of the spring, they cannot, cannot sit steady at tackle yeah like they have to get someone better yeah. right i agree i agree there. i agree and i think i think they probably are aware of that as well um and like you know i think last year i was pretty upset with how much they didn't pursue a tackle in this cycle this portal cycle um i was not super happy about it but the reality is that josh simmons ended up being fine when they added him in the spring yeah. It, 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 you know, it, it worked out fine. Um, I, that's probably a results over process sort of decision. It is gone process yeah. over results, but I, I do believe that they could get a starting level tackle in the spring portal window. If that's what they chose to do. Um, especially like if you're, if, if you've got a tackle, that's looking at the way that the rest of this team shapes up and it's like, Oh, this isn't, this is like the national title like team. Like I, I am the difference maker on this team. Like that, I, I said this, I said the exact same thing last year, but that shouldn't be a hard sell to say, Hey, we need a starting tackle for a team that is probably going to be the favorite to win the national title. Please come do it. Um, yeah. Again, that didn't, that's not how it worked last year, but tough to look. T- let's be explicit here. Go tamper. Yeah. Go, like, it. well, that's, that's what, that's what, okay. So like the, the thing is we're, we were looking at, um, you had a whole list of Alabama guys that with Nick Saban. Oh, yeah. Anyway. I got like 800 faves on that tweet. <laughs> it was a good tweet. It was a good tweet. Um, but like, yeah, just, just go to, especially, especially the, the guys that you, maybe that's a little harder, um, to like quote unquote tamper when you actually don't have a relationship with like an FCS guy or like a, a group of five guy, but all of these Alabama guys, especially you recruited them, your players know them. They all have their phone number in their phone. They all have their, yeah. like they all follow each other on Twitter. Like there is no reason why Ohio state, you know, like couldn't have like a relation or have somebody who has a relationship with like Caden Proctor or something like that. Like, come on, like, come on. This is easy. Fill your roster that way. Um, I don't know. There's just, there are too many guys that it would be very easy for them to just be like, hey, whoever, go put a feeler out on this guy and see if he wants to come. I don't know. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it should be pretty straightforward. I mean, I mean, the big name, even though he wasn't necessarily dominant uh, last season, the true freshman is Caden Proctor, who's a five-star yeah. player. Yeah. Um, Ohio State basically did not get him because Greg Sudrawa sucks, and he did not like Greg Sudrawa. Justin Fry never really got traction with him. Um, that made it difficult. But, but I think there's juice to squeeze there. I think it's worth calling him. Uh, Alabama was also playing Tyler Booker. who was a kid who nearly came to Ohio State at guard. Ohio State thought he was a tackle. I would be intrigued by him, giving him a phone call. Um, there's got to be some other guys out there as they make calls. I mean, I don't know. It's There's just too much talent on that Bama roster to not be ruthless about going after these kids. Um, you know, I, I mean, the name everyone's going to say as well, obviously, is Caleb Downs, uh, yeah. the safety prospect who is, look, he's fantastic. He's 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 incredible. Yeah. Uh, that's the big name. But on the O-line even, yeah, there's there's Caden Proctor, there's Olausa Linen, there's Tyler Booker. Uh, they recruited all those guys. There's a few others out there that they could go after too. But Keon regardless, Keeley on the have, D-line? Keon Keeley on the D-end. You have Justice Haynes at running back, not for this yeah. time, but I mean, they, they probably yeah, can't. it's not going to happen. Imagine getting another one, but uh, Jihad Campbell's on their edge, like a lot. Uh, fuck, dude, Julian Sand, uh, their five star quarterback signing. Yeah, I'll take him too. They like to, that's the only, like the only quarterback they definitively liked more than Aaron. Sean Murphy, Mike Linebacker, he just entered the portal. I don't think they liked him as a high school recruit, really. Yeah, I don't think he was the guy they wanted that badly. Hmm. Uh, but Xavier Brown, the corner, I like him. Uh, there's some other kids out there, there's a guy, some names worth pursuing. <clears throat> their uh, their tight end Amari Nyblack just hit the portal. He is presumably going directly to Texas as Jatavion Sanders goes pro. Uh, just what I've heard there, but weird. Is... It, this is weird. Like we, we're talking about how like Ryan Day felt like ass first into an incredible situation here by by pure mismanagement of his roster for the past like two years. Your roster is actually perfectly set up to just pillage Alabama's roster right now if you wanted to because. Yeah. There's plenty of space. Like, I, I know that people are looking at the roster and saying like, wait, but they're already over 85 right now. Like, come on, like they, they can process some guys and move, move some of these Alabama guys in there too. Like that's the reality of the situation. If they signed bigger classes and got, there were like nine guys that they were pursuing out of high school, which meant that they would have had to process some more guys and send them into the transfer portal. Like there's room, there's room on this roster. If yes. they want to yeah. pillage this Alabama roster. Yeah, if you, if you need help finding it, give me a call and I will tell you exactly who to process from your roster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there's plenty of space. Yeah, yeah. The, the, I mean, the, the, the people who are saying that there are 85 scholarships or like they're they're going to have trouble getting down to 85 or like completely missing the point that like they whiffed on nine ish high school guys that they wanted in this past class that would have meant like that means that Ohio State knows of nine roster spots that they think that they can, you know push some guys out. Of yeah. It, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is some guys still getting a free ride who otherwise wouldn't because of the, uh, because of the situation. So yeah. can't knock that. And you gotta, you gotta give them credit there. Um, we still need a punter, by the way, I forgot. That's kind of, we didn't talk about oh, the roster. Very funny. Part. Yeah. Yeah. We still need to go get a punter. I don't know what the hell happened with that. Was it just his last game? Cause it was, it was brutally bad. It was, it was a horrific performance. Like, do you, do you know what happened was, does he really love Parker Fleming? Uh, I really don't know. I, I'm not sure I know the answer. Maybe he's going to grad school of Vanderbilt. That's why he did it. Okay, that would make sense. Like, I guess I forget that not everything about college football is uh, football related. 
But yeah, I mean, so I guess he's just an Australian kid who probably wants a good degree, maybe. I, I truly, I truly don't know. I'll, I'll uh, ask around. That's that's a question I could probably get answered. I just haven't tried hard enough. Yeah, it's um, kind of bizarre to me. But there's not a lot of great punters in the portal. That's also a place. I mean, come on. If you can't, if you can't right. tamper with a punter, I was okay. It cost? I was, Fifty grand. I was, right. I was also <laughs> thinking this today. <laughs> I was also thinking this today. Um, I was watching uh, the the highlight of CJ Stroud running and setting Ohio State into just inside field goal range, where Ohio State ultimately ended up settling for a 50-yard field goal to try to beat Georgia. And then they did it again against Michigan right before the half. And I was thinking, it should be really easy for Ryan Day to recruit the best kicker in the country because just show them the tape. Be like, look, I love to settle for 50-yard field goals. Like, come here and you can kick 50-yard field goals all the time. Like, I, I like I, that was a thought I had just before we started recording the pod. It's like, dude, just like send this kid the tape. Be like, look, I kicked it here. I kicked it here. I kicked it here. There was a point after, uh, after the Cotton Bowl where I was down bad enough that I was going to ESPN's kicking statistics and sorting by a percentage <laughs> of made field goals longer than 40 yards. <laughs> For a portal target to tamper with. I, yeah. I love I loved your story. I, I still tell it all the time of you watching that game in Argentina with Argentinian friends who didn't yeah. know football at all. And as soon as they missed the kick, one of your friends said, do they usually miss that bad? In, in total <laughs> earnestness. God damn it, dude. It made me so fucking angry. Uh, God, that was, it's probably one of the worst kicks I've ever seen. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it, it was, I don't know if it was like, it almost like made it better. Cause it added a sense of like comedy to it. Whereas like, yeah. if it like would have clanked or something like that, it would have just been like, crushing. I wish he would have just but fallen on his ass. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been funny too. <laughs> Actually a, a, a colossal, like legit special teams fuck up would have been the funniest. Just like over his head snap goes over his head or yeah. like they think it's a fake or something like that. Ugh, God damn it, dude. God damn. Our nightmare's over on that front though. Well, probably, yeah. Um, <laughs> God. Well, well either probably. way, either way, they've they've got to get better uh, at safety. I don't know. I shouldn't say that. Actually, I don't think they have to upgrade at safety. I think they have enough options in the roster to be okay at safety. Yeah, However, that's, that's one of those. Like, if Caleb Downs wants to come, like you figure it out. Yeah, but, like, there were a you few guys. Like to... Kamari Ramsey was an All Pac-12. Guy. Right. There are some guys yeah. that, like, if the right talent is available. They Why will not? go after it yeah. to upgrade because, like, well, either Jihad Carter or Malik or Malik Hartford could figure it out, or maybe you move uh, Jordan Hancock or Davis Nipponosin there. Whatever you do, you can figure out the spot at safety. I think, I think you have to upgrade a tackle. Like, yeah, there's just no world where Josh Fryer. I'm not, I'm not look. I don't dislike Josh Fryer. I think Josh Fryer should be in a two-man battle for the starting job at right guard with Tegra Tushibola. Uh, that should be the competition. It should be Simmons, Jackson, McLaughlin set on the left side and center, and then a battle at right guard between Fryer and Tushibola, and go get someone in the portal to be your right tackle. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd feel really good if Josh Josh Fryer was Ohio State's right, right guard. Yeah. I'd feel I'd really good about that. Yeah, that's I'd, I'd, if, they got a, if they got a starting caliber right tackle and he switched over to guard... I'm I'm great with that. Yeah, I'd feel better about Tegra, but I'd be fine with Fryer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, who? I I'd be fine with whoever wins that battle. I guess is what I'm saying. Sure. So yeah, um, it should happen. It definitely should happen. Uh, 
Uh, we'll see if they do it. I don't know. I mean, there's not really any movement right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there is. We'll probably talk about it more on the premium pod, but there's some life to the Caleb Down stuff. I don't think it's just all speculation. Yeah. Well, that's okay. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get this off my chest too, and you know, I'm sure you've been infuriated by this too. It seems like way more than usual. There are these just like random nondescript Ohio State like fan accounts that are like the silver bullet forever blog or something like that that is yeah. just making shit up on Twitter. And it's been infuriating because like they end up being a quote unquote right and they end up taking victory laps. It's like we had this days before everybody else. And it's like, brother, like you just like. You're, they're throwing darts and they're just hitting because it's been such good news for Ohio State that they're like developing like these followings because they're like, oh, we're right about everything. We have all this inside information. And like, I will be happy if Caleb Downs comes to Ohio State. But like, I saw this motherfucker that posted something along the lines of like, I'm officially putting in my crystal ball pick of Caleb Downs to Ohio State. Yeah, like I four saw that days too. ago. And I was yeah. like, one, like, you don't know what a crystal ball is. And two, like, this is based on no information. Yeah, he's so not in the I, portal. You don't know him. You don't have any information about it. Right. Yeah, I guess, uh, like, that's what makes me mad. It's just what about like, the, did you see? Did you see the fake Eleven Warriors writer account? Yes, and he's yeah. also a Bucknuts intern, I think, too. Eleven Warriors and Bucknuts intern. I don't remember what it is, but yeah, he works for Eleven Warriors and Bucknuts, which is crazy. Yeah. Wow. Guys, double dipping. Especially because um, I had to sign a beefy non compete for uh, Eleven Warriors at first, but. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the premium uh, pod if you want the deets on that one. Yeah. Yeah, look, I mean, <clears throat> we'll get into the Caleb Down stuff in the premium. All this is to say, this is a, it's Ryan Day's last stand, right? It is do or die. Like, it, yep. the chips are on the table. You have to do, I think, two of the three of beat Michigan, win the Big Ten, and make the championship game. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Another, another I, semifinals I, loss. I, I'm I'm good. I I will. I won't. I won't go that far, because I think I think the thing is, it depends on what he does in a 12 team playoff. Like I don't know what the 12 team playoff is going to look, but if this team yeah. like looks like 2014 caliber, and like some bullshit happens in like a game, if like. I, like if a, if a 2019 Clemson style game or something is what ends it, and they otherwise look extremely yeah, dominant through the regular, like, like I'm 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 not I'm not going to put that sort of ultimatum, but like this needs to be like I need to be inspired by what this team does. I need like it, well, it could, needs to you, be. Would a you say team. that anything less than making the semifinals and you're and you're out? I think so. Yeah, because yeah. I, I I mean because that would imply. Yeah, because the thing is, if they're if they're in the playoff. Either either they're in the playoff is a like high seed and they're already in the quarterfinals essentially. Um right? Is there a quarterfinals? Oh, I, my, my math might be wrong. Yeah, there's yeah, there is. No matter no matter what, everyone plays in the round of eight. Because teams teams five through twelve play in the round of twelve. Yeah. Uh twelve plays at five, eleven plays at six, et cetera. And then they play in an eight. And then and then they then play eight teams yeah, left. then the winners of that round plays the top four. They need to at least win. I guess my thing is if they are in the, the, if they get a first round by, they need to win that game. Yeah. If they somehow don't get the first round by, that means that something horrible has happened during the regular season. It means they've season. lost the Big Ten, which means yeah. 
So then they then would have they to have to still make win two games at least. They have to win two games yeah. to make up for it. So you're right that I think they need to get to the semifinals at least. Probably I'd probably they probably need to win the semifinals. They need to get get to the title game with yeah. this roster. If, if you don't beat Michigan, you better make it to the title game. Yes. If they lose to Michigan this year, I mean, I think he's done no matter what. Yeah, I think so too. I, I think they so would too. fire um, him unless, and let, let the interim coach it out. Yeah, maybe <laughs> just just after four straight to Michigan because I think I think the other thing is that we're gonna we're gonna have to get into it at some point during the off season. We don't really know what Michigan's roster is gonna look like. It's not going to be as good as yeah. it is this year. It's going to be no, a new but we know their defense is going to be stacked. Their, their defense is going to be stacked, but it has been stacked previously. Like that hasn't stopped Ohio yeah. State from beating Michigan in the past. If you yeah. lose with the team that you're returning to a team that has a first year starter, and a, you know probably maybe both of their running backs. I don't know about Donovan Edwards. I assume that he'll probably be back after. He had yeah, a we're waiting to hear season. from like four or five guys still from yeah. Michigan. Yeah, but yeah. but like it's not going to be the same team. It's not going to be the same talented team. Uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Um, they're losing a lot of offensive line talent too. Like, and it's going to be at home. So if you're returning this team, Michigan's losing a lot of talent and you're playing at home. If you lose that game for the fourth straight time, yeah, I think it doesn't really matter what you do after that. Like, I don't think you should even get the opportunity to coach beyond that. Let Brian Hartline coach the team. Let yeah. whoever the fuck, you know, I, I don't, let Jim Knowles do it. Jim Knowles would probably do it. Yeah, just not Ryan Day. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, that, that, all that to say, this is his last stand. Um, and I'm fine with it. You know, I, I think it's sincerely, it's, it's the point that we really like, I, I can't lose in this situation. I will be very happy if Ryan day, but here's the thing. Uh, I'm not telling myself that anymore. Cause I said that last year and, uh, well, I didn't believe it last year. You said it. I didn't believe it. Uh, yeah. I'm on record as not believing it. I thought that he wouldn't get fired until at least next year. Um, when there's a new AD and stuff like that. Like I, I, I didn't believe it for a second that he could lose to Michigan or whatever and get fired this year. Um, but I do believe it this year. I think it, it, with the team that he is returning, if he is not successful with this team, what team is he going to be successful? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's your, it's your six, right? Like do it or don't, yeah. uh, you don't get any more chances here. Yep. Well, uh, Kevin, you and I are going to go to the premium shortly. Before we do that, we are going to talk about our friends at Home Field Apparel. Uh, I'm wearing Home Field right now. You're wearing Home Field right now. We both have our Home Field gear on. I uh, I got some gear over Christmas uh, for my girlfriend and her family from Home Field, uh, some Iowa gear. She visited her friend back home in Iowa uh, and asked her friend asked her where she get that gear from. She went to buy more Home Field. She went to the Iowa Hawkeye Joggers. Um, it's stylish. It's cool. It's comfortable. We Keep love you warm it. In you the love winter. It. Oh yeah. 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 It's Got always that like, hoodie. Yeah. yeah. The, the, like it's, it's the perfect, you don't want to leave the house and you just want to like have something that feels nice on, you, you know, it, it looks good too, but more important is how it feels. And, uh, it is all the feels. Yo, oh, yeah. Oh yeah. So if you have somehow not purchased home field apparel before you can use the code meet at midfield for 15% off your first order. Uh, to go uh, go there. And if you've ordered before, just tell them we sent you. Uh, write something in the comments about Meet at Midfield or about High Street Freaks or whatever, whatever it takes. Uh, go tell them about go tell them about us, you know, and uh, go get some shirts, get some hats, get some uh, get some sweatshirts, get some jackets, get some pants. Just get your whole. You don't need to shop anywhere else. It's a one stop shop. Get all of your all of your wardrobe from Homefield Apparel. Abandoned underwear. Go Commando because they make everything else. Yep. Yep. So. Uh... I guess that is our free edition of our podcast. And we are going to quickly 
move on over to the website. I don't know how you guys have it set up for your podcast catchers. Um, it might have popped up for you. Uh, you might be able to just click on over to the premium edition of the pod. But um, we're going to talk a little bit about Ohio State's NIL collectives and kind of where they stand in terms of NIL money. Basically, how did all of this happen? How did Ohio State able to return all of these guys? We're going to talk a little bit about uh, what we're hearing about the offensive coordinator search. Um, and I think we're going to talk a little bit about Caleb Downs. We got some goods, but if you're a subscriber, come hang out with us on the premium. If you're not a subscriber, subscribe to the website and you can get the premium podcast sent to uh, your inbox and, you know, listen to listen to the good, good stuff, not just the semi good stuff. So we will be over there. You can catch us in just a second.